Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators Podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians, to building a cohesive brand, to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight-inclusive business. The good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we are on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, welcome back to the pod. Hannah and I are here again. It's a wonderful Friday. We are recording how to get organized and get shit done in your business. But before we dive into this massive topic, let's go ahead and do our check-in with highs and lows from the week. Hannah, you want to kick us off? I will kick us off. So I actually haven't thought about my high and low until like right now in the moment. So I'm going to pull it out of my brain, but, um, I would say my high is I had a lot of business coaching clients this week and I fucking love it. And so that was just a really fulfilling week for me. It felt really good to help people grow their practices. So that's my high and my low (laughs) I know I talked about this on the pod a couple of weeks ago, but I'm, I might have COVID right now. So I got a negative test, but someone I was with did not. And so now I'm going to get tested again. And I'm like, when is this going to end? So it's frustrating because it does impact business stuff of like energy levels, getting to see clients in person, not getting to see my team in person because needing to isolate. And so I'm just like, No fun. I know. Oh, I hate that. I had like two of those in December where I was exposed and was like, now I just have to sit and wait. And I feel like as much as we're not, I mean, kind of used to this by now, like so much of my brain space was still taken up by the what ifs of COVID. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. It'll pass. I just don't want to get anybody sick. So yes, I'm like, cool, Bennett. Let's uh, buckle down and work on our greenhouse that we're trying to build. So love that. Well, over on my end, uh, my high of this week was getting to have also a handful of calls with people like coaching calls that were really tailored to them moving the needle in their business. And this also kind of ties into my low. I feel like one of my lows over the last week is constantly questioning if I'm going to make it as an entrepreneur. Like that's been so loud in my brain. What? It's been the most bizarre thing. And I have been trying to figure out where it's coming from. And I think it is the fact that I've surpassed the year mark and kind of this thought of like, great, I made it a year. Wait, I have to keep doing this for the next 50 years. I'm triggered now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> if you're triggered by that too, I'm so sorry. I, I, it's a terrible thought to have to ruminate on it. Freaking sucks. But I was just like really getting into that headspace. And then every time I had a coaching call with a client, it pulled me out of it. And so I'm very thankful for that. It was just like constant reminder 
that I am in the right space. I'm doing what I meant to be doing. And even though those really not fun thoughts creep in, I'm so thankful to be validated by the work that I'm doing. Uh, gosh, I feel like we'll have to record a podcast episode on that thought because I see it as a way to calibrate and check in. Um, and I also feel that the most in weeks where I'm like, this is a lot. I wish I just had a nine to five that I could zone out at. And like, I just need to tend to myself. So, you know, for what it's worth, that happens to all of us. It does. And that's why I wanted to name it. And I think part of that too, is I ended up getting a either food poisoning or a stomach bug on Wednesday and then didn't do anything on Thursday. And so I think not being able to work and having that forced rest only amplified those thoughts in my brain, which yeah, totally. Cause then you're like, okay, this is nice. Like my body's telling me I need to rest, but also fuck like this to-do list has to move to another day. And then you just hit a state of overwhelm and you're like, ah, yeah, that about sums up my week. It was, it's been, it's been a roller coaster of emotions this week over on my end, but Hey, we're making it through. Isn't it always though? Entrepreneurship is just a roller coaster constantly, yeah, constantly. But, uh, all that to say kind of ties into reorganizing things in my life this week. And today we're talking about how to get organized and get shit done in your business. And Hannah and I are going to talk through kind of what our schedule looks like, how we organize different projects and businesses, time management, accountability, and a whole lot more. Yes. And we just first want to start with how we feel about organization and getting stuff done and what comes up for us in thinking about this. So Morgan, what do you think about organization? Is it like natural to you? Do you like it? Is it hard? What's up? Yeah. Overall, it comes pretty natural to me. I feel like I've always been a planner. I've always liked to have my ducks in a row. And so, and I know that I will function and feel my best when my business and personal life feel organized. I am challenging that because I feel like there's definitely a piece of wanting and needing control Mm-hmm. which doesn't always come with being an entrepreneur. And so it's definitely an interesting balance to hold. But I would say overall, me and organization and having processes and systems in place are good friends. I love that. It's, yeah, it's so important. It's like the core of getting the things done and being a planner and forecasting what time you need for things. Like, yeah, I'm glad that that feels integral in you. What about you? Oh, me and organization, we go way back. (laughs) So I feel like I don't give myself enough credit for my organization because I sometimes can't see it. So I'm someone who totally flies by the seat of my pants and I try really hard to take time to organize, make to-do lists and everything. And then sometimes like I just... I just jump ship and then I do something else. Um, I think that I would not describe myself as an organized person. Like I think about people who I've worked with in admin and different projects that are very detail oriented. And I'm like, oh my God, like I'll look at their planner or their calendar and be like, that looks incredible. But also that looks like a lot of time. Okay. 
I'm someone who I just want to jump into the tasks and get shit done. And I don't want to spend time doing the task of getting organized. Does that make sense? I'm like, put me in a room. I will fucking do whatever you need me to do in there. But if I have to write out my steps, I'm out. (laughs) That's literally how this podcast got started was because of your ability to just jump into things. You said that. And I was like, oh, 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 we're doing it. Okay. We're going, let's do it. Let's hit record. Okay. Got it. Cool. Yes. But what I'm realizing is those things don't have to be mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. And so I'm real. That's kind of my word of 2022 is organization and really challenging the beliefs I have about myself of not being an organized person. So yeah, I'm working on it and it does feel really good when I feel like I have a plan and spent the time and I always have to coach myself like, okay, Hannah, you just have to sit here for 10 minutes, set a timer and write out everything you need to do today. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, with ADHD, my brain just like is in so many spaces and then I can't think about exactly what needs to get done today always. So, you know, sometimes it works and then sometimes we just do our best. Sometimes we scrap it all and restart completely. Yeah, we do. Sometimes we fucking throw our planner across the room and then order a new one. (laughs) Yeah, it happens. Got to do what you got to do, right? Absolutely. Yeah, whenever you mentioned that about being detail-oriented, whenever I was in one of the few moments in 2021 when I was questioning whether I wanted to keep running my business or not, very few moments, but they came. And whenever it came, the first types of jobs that I looked up were being an executive assistant to like a really badass person. I think the jobs that I was looking at, I was in Seattle at the time visiting some family and I was like, Sir Latab, William Sonoma, West Coast, let me move out here and be someone's assistant. I can, ma- I can organize things. I can manage things. And then I got home and I was like, Morgan, you love what you do. Keep doing what you're doing. So that makes sense when we were talking about a couple episodes of just like loving to plan things and dream and scheme and not execute always, because that feels like a very planner organized thing to be able to be like, this is what you need to do. Here you go. You do it. Yes. (laughs) Very accurate. Yeah. Very accurate. Cool. Well, let's dive in. Uh, You want to start with talking about our schedules? Yes. So first schedules, I am like die hard. If it's not on my calendar, it's not happening. So tracking my schedule, I have three main places. I use Google Calendar. I use our EHR, which now it's simple practice. We did make that transition and it's great. And then I also use my planner. What do you use? I just use Google Calendar. I'm curious how you have all three of those things integrated because that feels like a lot to keep up with. (laughs) Okay, so that's a great question. My Google Calendar has everything in my life. So work stuff, all my different projects. Um, if I think, if I hear a task or like need to put out a fire during the week and I know I kind of guess how much time it'll take me, I'll put it in Google Calendar in a time slot. So like the Google Calendar is like the OG reference for me. Everything is going to be in there when I'm working out, when I'm hanging out with different people, when I have trips, etc. My EHR is what allows me to track my one-on-one meetings and sometimes group meetings too. So anytime I'm having a interaction. Do you have those integrated? Like, do you have your simple practice linked up to your Google calendar? Okay. I just learned this week that you can do that. And now I have double appointments 
from what I had in Google Calendar to my simple practice. So I'm in transition here. I'm going to delete my recurring Google Calendar stuff so that it can just be simple practice integrating. It is a super nice feature. And then it also shows you when you did your chart note and then you lock it. It's so that shows on your Google Calendar. Yeah. Simple practice is just the meetings, whether it's client work, whether it's meeting with my team, supervision, business coaching, I keep it all in there. And part of that is a lot of that time is billed to people. Like I need to charge for it. So it's kind of my go-to place to keep track of that. My planner, it's a day-to-day planner. I use the Evo planner. You can go listen to our episode where we talk about planners and things. I think it's under gifts for entrepreneurs, but it's really nice because it just kind of keeps you focused on the day. So that's where I'll kind of go to write down my big three tasks that I'm going to do. It's nice. It has one that's like, what is your number one priority task? And I'm like, nothing else. I can do that for sure. And then it also allows for time for reflection, a little bit of journaling, and then just jotting down thoughts of the day. So that's kind of how I use all three. I would like to make it a little more efficient, but I like my system so far. That's awesome. That sounds like a great, a great schedule system. I used to do the joint paper planner. I used day designer and it had the same thing where you just focus on the day. And then I moved to full focus and that also had a similar thing. Maybe I should pick that back up again. Cause like even this morning, I like made a note in my phone of like, what are the three things that I want to get done today? Cause I woke up feeling pretty anxious and overwhelmed with work stuff. Hmm. What I like about having a paper place to kind of think about the day is I'm not getting on my phone first thing in the morning. I'm not getting on my computer because what happens is I go into this like zombie state and then I'm like email, Instagram, Facebook. And I just repetitively check those things. I'm not actually making a to-do list or thinking about my day ahead. I'm just getting into it as I tend to do. And so having a paper place where there's no distractions allows me that focus time to write down what I need to do. Yeah. Do you have a time of the day where you like start your work day? Yes. So my ideal schedule when I'm really living my best life, I don't start working until nine because I like to have my own time in the morning. When I work out, it's in the morning. When I'm journaling, it's in the morning. Um, when I'm taking Bennett for a walk, it's in the morning. And I nine o'clock is the first time anybody should plan to talk to me. Yeah. Mine is 10 a.m. Which is nice. I am usually up by 637, but I want to make sure that I have plenty of time in the morning to have that time for myself in order to get my personal things done, get in a good headspace for the day. It's really nice. Yep. You need to have the time to make a dope ass cup of coffee. So go get a cup of coffee usually, but yes, that too. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Here's my question for you. How do you not get overwhelmed when you just use a Google calendar? Cause I feel like that's another deterrent for me and wanting to use my paper planner for the day to day is anytime I pull up my calendar, I'm like, Ugh, God. And I can't think of a place where I can jot down notes or my to do's. Like how do you navigate that? Yeah. So I have a different color for every project in Google calendar. So I can kind of get a glance of my day based on the different colors that are on my calendar for 
things that I need to get done, I kind of separate it into two different categories. If it's just a note of like, Hey, I have this meeting with so-and-so and we need to remember to talk about X, Y, Z. I'll just add it to the description section of the Google calendar invite. That way it's like one easy place to reference. If it's an actual to do though, where like something that I need to get done, it goes into my task management software, which we can talk about in a bit. Love it. That is not to say that I do not have, I'm literally looking like around my desk. I have so many half sheets of paper with Ugh. random things written on them. And whenever I'm in a good workflow, I usually review all of those at the end of the day and add in any tasks to my task management software. That hasn't happened a single day in 2022 yet. So I have lots of half sheets of paper. Okay. I relate to that so much. <laughs> I'm looking around. I've got post-it notes where I just wrote random shit that is not relevant to each other. I've just, you know, when you're like in a meeting with somebody and you're like, I just got to jot this down somewhere. And then you like resent yourself later because you either lose it or you're like, I should have put this somewhere else. So many pieces of paper over here as well. I'm with you. But the good news is it's out of your brain and on a piece of paper, which means you're not going to forget it. It just means scheduling time to actually review it. Okay. That is going to be my organization goal because I find myself doing that. I'll write stuff down. And I love the end of the day review of like, pull together all those pieces of paper and put the tasks or the thoughts wherever they need to go. That's awesome. And I think that it is especially common with multi-passionate entrepreneurs because same, I like there, I'll be on a meeting with someone and a random thought will pop into my head and be like, I can't forget about that. I got to write it down somewhere. And it just needs a space to go at the end of the day. It needs a space to go. So I heard you earlier say you color coordinate your Google calendar, which I do too. And I love that feature. And I want to hear what does your day-to-day look like Monday through Friday with how you're managing all the things that you do? So first, like, what are all the things that you're doing right now? Yes. So all of the different calendars that I have are my Morgan Sinclair Designs internal I have one for internal where it's like projects that I need to do, such as like write this client's website copy or set up this thing, whatever. I have a Morgan Sinclair Designs external. So that's any client calls that I have, uh, design projects that I need to do co-occurring with someone else. I have a color for the Weight Inclusive Business Academy, one for the eating expedition, one for this podcast one for the medical center for eating disorders. I just do kind of odds and ends stuff with them, but I do enough stuff with them that it deserves its own category. Uh, the Houston eating disorder specialist, which is a nonprofit here in Houston. And I'm the conference co-chair. So any meetings that I have for that, I just started doing some marketing consulting with a company called Superbill, where they help clients get their super bills submitted and reimbursed. Um, And so that's a minimum of 10 hours a month. And so they just got their own color. And then I have one for personal as well. Okay. How do you have enough colors for all that? That's a really good question. (laughs) There's a lot of color options on Google. There is. There's like 10 to 12, I would guess. But I feel like you maybe listed more. There's Each one has its own color. So there's definitely enough colors to get all of those. Okay. That makes sense. I... Mm -hmm. Always just, if someone from Google is listening, please give us more colors, like give us just a little bit more options so we can have even more projects to 
spread out. <laughs> Just reading all of those out loud uh, made me feel a little overwhelmed. I want to make a note that I have separated these out to be more micro things. I mean, they're all businesses. And there's definitely weeks where like nothing from the eating expeditions on my calendar. I don't want to glorify having that many projects with the assumption that I am on a hundred percent of the time for every single one of those projects. That is not the case. It changes week by week. And to go answer your original question, the weeks that I feel most overwhelmed are the ones that I have more than two or three colors on my calendar each day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very mindful of that. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and I think that's a really good disclaimer because part of the reason we want to be in the business space, supporting people in our field and the weight inclusive eating disorder space is we want to make business sustainable and accessible. And we don't want to glorify the quote unquote hustle. There's times where you have to do that and it can be in a very intentional and gentle and compassionate way, but we're no means being like, Book out your calendar, 12 hours, every hour, one 30 minute break today, 10 different colors go like, that's not what we're doing here. Absolutely not. Would actually not recommend that to anybody. And out of 10, do not recommend. Exactly. Um, But one thing that has been really helpful for me is, for instance, recently I was reflecting on the Weight Inclusive Business Academy and I had some pretty solid goals in Q4 of 2021 and didn't really get any of those accomplished. And I was Mm. like, Hmm, why, why didn't I get anything accomplished? And I realized it was because I wasn't intentional with scheduling time out on my calendar to work. And so one thing that I have done this year is I have a two hour block on Mondays where it's just titled weight inclusive business Academy. So Anything that I can get done in those two hours just to move the needle a little bit. I like Google calendars because you can easily click and drag that to a different day. If for whatever reason, there's no inspiration on Monday, you can also easily change it to be 30 minutes, one hour, an hour and a half, depending on how much brain space that I have to give towards that. And so that's also one reason I love Google calendars. Okay. I have two thoughts about that. One I love that you have a two hour block because I feel like for me, if I were to only give a project like that one hour, it's like, I'm taking 15 minutes to settle in. And then I truly only have 30 minutes to like, try to crank something out. And then the pressure's there. Um, So I love working on things in two hour blocks too, if it's project type stuff. The other thought that I had was, I like that we're kind of alluding to having structure, having things scheduled, but having the flexibility to move things around too, as long as they're still getting done when they need to get done. What about you? How do you structure your calendar? Yes. Yes. So I have a lot of things in my calendar. I'll list out kind of the main ones that take up a lot of my professional and business and entrepreneur time. So the biggest things are Nourished Colorado, my group practice, and that has its own umbrella of things. So the kinds of things I have on my calendar are seeing clients. I do still see clients. I always will. I love my clients and they know it. Um, I also have a lot of meetings with my team. So that's the cool part about group practice is doing supervision and connecting and always having support. So I have those meetings scheduled out. Um, I also meet with my assistant so we can do some planning. Um, and then we have a team meeting once a week where we all come together. So All of those things are one color for Nourish Colorado and they're scheduled out. 
I also have business coaching. So my business coaching clients, I only take about five to six a week at a time, or else I just don't have the capacity to do more. And I really like being able to show up for people. So I have that scheduled out in one color. That'll be a little bit of a transition this year because with launching values driven group and moving my business offerings over to that website, which we will link whenever it is done, there's going to be more than just my one-on-one meetings where I'm doing the actual coaching. There's going to need to be the project time and depending on the things that I offer. So to be determined, then I need to do my homework for my master's program and do my reading. So I do schedule in time for working on my master's in organizational leadership. It is a bit intensive. So it does require me if I'm really engaged in it, which I like to be at least three to four hours a week, which is a big chunk. So I have that time scheduled in often that'll overflow into the weekends, which that just happens sometimes. Um, And then I have our project here, weight inclusive innovators. We have a ton of things that we're trying to do. So we have our podcast time. We have meetings separately about offerings that we're planning on doing and strategy and things, which is really fun. And I feel like I'm missing something outside of personal, but it's on my calendar. So (laughs) when it comes up, I'll do it. I just can't tell you what it is. Yep. Lots of things the same. Talk to me about what it's like wearing different hats on different days. Ooh, I love this question. So I cannot switch between too many things. Part of that's ADHD brain. I think part of that's just human. If you're constantly jumping around instead of hitting your stride in a project or a task or a mindset, right? Like when you're doing client work, you're in a different mindset than when you're chugging away on a project around insurance billing. It takes a different level of showing up. And what I've learned about myself is if I'm doing client work, I'm out for the count of the day. That's all I'm going to do as much as I can contain that. And sometimes with that, I will group in like meeting with my team because we are talking about clinical work. So I can kind of tolerate having both of those things in one day. If it was like one hour of podcast stuff, two hours of clients, uh, meet with my team, try to do some accounting work or whatever, it's like, I'm not getting shit done. I'm not going to do anything. That's overwhelming. And like my brain doesn't want to jump around. I'll give you kind of a rundown of what my week looks like. Mondays, visionary time in the morning, one meeting with my assistant. And then the rest of the day is doing supervisions with my team. It's a little bit of jumping around, but I am starting my morning and I have it kind of split in a half day. Morning, I'm doing project stuff, not talking to anybody. And then the rest of the day, I know I'm not going to get anything done besides meetings. And that's fine. Tuesday is kind of my day where I don't hate it, but it's not my most efficient day. So I see a couple of clients on Tuesdays. I do a lot of supervisions with my team and then I have project time as well. So I think it's just the combination of those three. It has to be that way right now with my schedule, but um, jumping around is kind of hard. But again, if I have the time in the morning to do project stuff and it's not like client, one hour project stuff, another client... I can use the time pretty well, but again, cannot do switching things every hour. Wednesdays are one of my favorite days right now because all I do is business coaching. Um, That's the only meetings I have. So I'll kind of bang those out on Wednesdays. And then I do my homework on Wednesdays. Um, If I haven't started it before then, that's definitely a lot of time to do 
grad school. Thursday, I have one random time slot for meetings. So that can be my own supervision, my own business coaching that I receive can be a meeting with my financial planners, just any kind of random meeting somebody needs to have with me in regards to my business or my clinical work that I'm receiving. It's scheduled in this time block that I have on Thursdays. Otherwise it's just a freebie and I can do whatever the F I want. And that's great. That's also my main client day. So on Thursdays, I will see six clients. And we also have our team meeting where we all come together as Nourish Colorado and do supervision, which is fun. Friday is recording the pod, which is really fun. We have a good two hour block kind of chopped off for that. And then I have random meetings. Um, I do some business coaching on Fridays as well. And then project overflow and most importantly, therapy. Fridays are a hodgepodge, but my main core working days, we're not moving between too many things. That was a lot to list off. I am so sorry if you are overwhelmed for me, listeners, because I am also overwhelmed. No, it's good. It's so helpful to see. I love getting a peek into other people's schedule just to see how their brains function. I feel like I've gotten to where I am with my schedule because of listening to how other people structure. And I'm like, oh, I can give myself permission to do that. What? I totally agree with that. And I don't know. I just love, even if I'm just like cooking and listening to a podcast, like if someone is talking about like how they structure their morning routine or their evening and like how they get their books read. Um, I just like love that shit. I don't know why it, it probably just inspiration and like thinking about how you could do it better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mine are not quite as particular as yours are. And I feel like I have something to learn from it because there are definitely days where I wear so many different hats on the day that by the end, I'm like, what did I even get done today? Totally, totally. And I have to be particular. That's what I've learned. And especially when it involves other people. So I know people love consistency and that's one of my values is like showing up. I have clients that have been in the same spot for three years. Um, When I have weekly meetings with each of my team members, we usually do the same time and try not to create conflicts in there. As humans, we just really like consistency. So I try really hard to not have to move people around. Sometimes I do it and I hate it because I hate being the person to ask them to move. So that's kind of where my particularness comes in with those meetings, but everything else I let be a little bit more flexible. I'm going to for sure do some reflection on what things need to be more consistent because my mood is better when I have things that are consistent, mainly things that revolve around other humans, such as like every Monday night, I host the bachelor (laughs) is not really related to work, but I know that that's what every Monday night holds for me. And it feels really good to have that consistency in my week. Totally. Cause it's like, in that example, it's something to look forward to. And I'm imagining other people come over. So it's connecting and it's like, cool, I can bang out these tasks on this Monday, knowing that I'm going to have a glass of wine and watch some trashy TV later. Like fantastic. hundred percent. That's exactly, that's exactly what gets me through my Monday sometimes, you know? Um, but for me for right now, and I know I've talked about this on other episodes, but time management for me, looks like Mondays and Thursdays are my behind the scenes days. Those are days that I will work on client projects behind the scenes where I don't actually have to meet with another client. 
where I will work on the Weight Inclusive Business Academy, get some of the more repeating tasks done that needs to happen, things like that. Tuesdays and Fridays are my on-stage days. These are the only days that I will take meetings with people because I know that I can show up authentically, wholly on two days out of the week. For a while, I was taking meetings any day of the week and it just drained me to be that social, that irregularly, I guess you could, I could say. So Tuesdays and Thursdays are my on-stage days. I take meetings. I usually don't have meetings back to back, like 10 to five. And so I'll fill in other times with maybe recording stuff for social media, things that require me to be present. And if I don't have anything for that, I'll usually just continue to work on some client projects, but that's always like the last, the low man on the totem pole is getting more behind the scenes stuff done. And then Wednesdays are my flex days. So if I just need a break, I will take a break. If I am behind on client projects, I will use Wednesday to play catch up. If I need to reschedule a meeting, such as like we've done it a handful of times, recording the podcast on Wednesdays, there's flexibility for that. That definitely feels, recording the podcast feels different than like coaching somebody. It's more of a conversation. It's like two hours to get to chat with Hannah. It's great. Uh, and that's that's how I have my day structured now, even looking at it though, there's so many colors on some of the days that I was like, how could I have taken, you know, I'm working for the eating expedition from 10 to 11 and then from three to four, how could I have combined those to turn them into a two hour block and being mindful of that. So it's constantly a work in progress. I also like the idea of looking at a schedule and then seeing those two different time blocks and being like, yep, let me smush those together because I'm noticing in myself, things just aren't getting done or this doesn't feel good. Always reassessing what's going on with the schedule. Yeah, absolutely. So we've talked about our schedules quite a bit, both what we use to schedule as well as kind of what that time management piece looks like for us. What do you use to actually organize the different projects and businesses that you have? Ugh. So I think this is where my work lies because I, for a while had either not enough spaces for, to put things like kind of the overwhelm of having all my post-it notes being like, where do I store this? Like, how do I categorize this? How do I prioritize this? And now I'm kind of at a point where I'm like narrowed down to two different systems. Um, one's Google docs and Google drive. And the other one is Asana which is a project management system. So those are my two main ones. Um, Nourish Colorado stuff, I mostly do in Google Docs. And I actually do have a project in my management system called Nourish Colorado so I can jot things down. I wanna start doing some of that of like documents in Google Docs, tasks in Asana. I might link in my Asana to different Google Docs if I need to like be in both things, but that's kind of my system right now. What about yours? It's the exact same system. Same Z's. Probably maybe a little different. I, you know, I feel like each person kind of has their own, but I just recently started using Asana Q3 of last year. So it's only been about six or seven months now. It has changed my life. Mm. It is the place where all of my random sticky notes get added to at the end of the day where I can assign a due date for it, which is so helpful. 
I was really overwhelmed by it at first. And then I saw how my sister-in-law organized all of her stuff because she's also a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And she showed me how hers was organized. And I was like, mind blown how great it could be as an organization tool. I also use Google. Something that I find to be helpful while at the same time kind of overwhelming is that I have a different email and therefore a different Google Drive for every business and project, which I love because it's separate. And so if I only want to focus on Morgan Sinclair Designs, I can close out every single Google Chrome window that is not. So I'm not, that is not Morgan Sinclair Designs. So I'm not distracted, which is really nice. But at the same time, I have like seven emails that I'm managing. It's a little overwhelming. (laughs) Totally. You just made me think about, we got to talk about people having 1000 tabs open, but we'll, we'll revisit that. (laughs) Yeah. Pinning that for another day. Pinning that for another day. So I have recently been learning to have things separated based on emails. And that meant I had to do a whole overhaul of Google docs and assigning things and making sure things are shared with the right people and, um, putting them all in a drive. And that took so much time. If you are procrastinating on something like that, I totally empathize. And also you're going to feel so good when you just like splay it all out and take a half day to get it together with a strong cup of coffee. Strong cup of coffee is much needed to do that. I remember whenever I first started, whenever I first had that idea of, Hmm, I should probably have a separate email for this. And then having to move everything over, man. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot, but it feels really good when you're done. It feels really good. And I kind of think, you know, if you're a new entrepreneur listening to this, I'm like, oh yes, like don't do what I do. Don't do the thing and then have to fix it. Like just start it off right. But then there's something to be said about going through something, realizing it's not working and then needing to organize. So I don't really know if you can always skip over that. Like sometimes your Google drive just has to turn into a shit pile. Yeah. I mean, I did for both of us and it got us to the systems that we needed. So there's something to be said about that. Exactly. So we both use Google Docs, Google Drive, and um, Asana. I've used Trello in the past. It was okay. It's another project management software, very similar to Asana. I prefer how Asana's layout is, but Trello kind of feels like a board that has a bunch of different long post-it notes on it. So -hmm. if that sounds cool to you, use that. But I found that Asana and the way that you can assign due dates and just it's more aesthetically pleasing to my eyes and more clean. I think, have you used any others? I've dabbled in a few, um, just to name some of the ones that either I'm I've used or that other people have used. Notion is one that I have actually have a handful of friends that really like using notion. I've been added as a team member to a project in base camp. Didn't really love it. What's the other one? Oh, one called Monday which again, don't know much about it other than it helps with like time tracking and project management. But yeah, I would say Asana has definitely been my favorite. They just did a whole revamp of their backends sometime last year. So I think that's probably why it looks so good is because they probably got a lot of feedback and then turned it into what it is today. 
There's the ability to color code, which we obviously both love color coding things. Chef's kiss. I have basically projects for every single thing that I listed earlier. And so for all things weight inclusive innovators, I can add Hannah to the team. And so she's able to see that whole project, but can't see any of my other projects. So that's really nice. Uh, Not that I have anything to hide from Hannah, but (laughs) just so she's not overwhelmed with my own shit too. Yeah. It's been really good. It's really easy to add in tasks and has a really great mobile app. That's very user-friendly that just links really well. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. We give Asana two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Side note, I cannot do anything on my phone. Like you will not see Asana on my phone. You will not see a Google Docs app. It's too small. My eyes are like overwhelmed. Throw a phone across the room. Can't do it. That's so interesting. I, I have it on there in like times of desperation where I'm like, walking through target and remember that I need to add a task and I don't have a pen and paper easily accessible. So I will throw it into a random task in Asana or use the notes section of my phone. But I have all of those apps on my phones. I don't have email on my phone though. Yeah. Fuck email on the phone. (laughs) I let me rephrase that. I have it on my phone. It's all of my emails are turned off, but it's one of those things where if I like need to pull it up really quickly, I can, but I usually only open it on my phone, like maybe once a week. Maybe it's great. That's a good boundary. Email emails are just death of productivity. You'll hear me say that all the time. Do not go in your inbox. If you're trying to be productive, does not make sense. I don't open my emails on Mondays until like way late in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. That's smart. You know what? Um, when you were saying walking through target, remembering a task, you know what I do? What do you do? I, this is just my personality too. I'll just text it to one of my friends. It'll be something so fucking random and they will be like, what? And I'm like, don't worry. I just need that for later. It'll be like, send email about chocolate order. And they'll be like, what? And I'll be like, yeah, I just needed that. Sorry. How do you remember which friend you send it to? Well, usually someone replies and then I just leave it unread on my phone. Genius. I know I drive people crazy though. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so smart. It's fun. I recommend if your friends can tolerate it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Another part of organizing our business that we wanted to bring into this conversation is talking about accountability. Yes. Accountability. You're not going to get anything done if you're not accountable. If you don't have someone holding you accountable in certain situations, timelines, accountability, due dates, accountability, there's so many things that can hold you accountable. The thing that holds me most accountable is the projects that I'm doing with other people, because I don't want to be the one to like drop the ball on things. And so it usually lights a fire under my butt enough to get it done or apologize profusely and then get it done. Totally 100% resonate with that. When it's someone else and it's going to impact someone else, I'm like, yep, nope, this is not getting dropped. I have to do this. But if it's something for me or like a project that I want to do that is kind of ominous in could go on forever, can launch sometime, who knows? That's the shit that I need more accountability for, which is when I use someone like my business coach, where I'm like, hey, 
I'm not getting stuff done. I'm calling myself out. Here's my list of three. Drill me with this next time we meet. That's awesome. And I would say if you don't have a business coach, another friend who's an entrepreneur could totally work in that space as well. I know there's days where I'm like, I've got to get these things done. And I'll text a friend and say, everything's going on. Do not disturb. I'm going away for an hour. I'm crawling into a hole. I'm cranking these out. I'm going to follow up with you and I have it all done. Yeah. Yeah. I also think accountability with a friend could be both of you meeting up and doing something together. So maybe your friend's not an entrepreneur. Maybe there's someone who is like, I want to read more books this year, or I want to draw or do something creative. Like, cool. Meet somewhere, meet at a coffee shop. And you work on the thing, getting the accountability out loud of like, Hey friend, I'm going to do these two tasks. And they'll be like, great. I'll be over here reading. That's a way to hold each other accountable and spend quality time. Absolutely. Yeah. Accountability definitely goes a long way though speaking it out in the universe of someone else knowing that it's something you're working on is key to getting it, not even getting it done, but like moving the needle forward. Ooh. Yeah. Like speaking it into reality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I didn't even realize how many different forms of accountability there is just through talking like, yeah, all of those things, making it real, telling somebody, asking someone to hold you accountable, paying somebody to hold you accountable. All of those things, super valid. Super valid. That's a little peek into what our organizational process looks like. And I think I can speak for Hannah when I say sometimes and a lot of the time, just because you are organized doesn't mean you're not going to feel overwhelmed with everything that you have to do. So we'll go ahead and answer one final question of what do you do when you feel overwhelmed by your organization and to-do list? (laughs) Um, The first thought that came into my head is what I want to do, which is run away sometimes. I know you understand as a seven. Um, (laughs) But what I tend to do is I will get out a giant legal pad if I'm feeling really overwhelmed because I need like an external expression. So I don't know why typing doesn't do it for me. It has to be my hands using a pen writing. And I will just be like, okay, what has to get done this week? And I will just go and make a list. Even if I have that task on another project somewhere or in another to-do list, it's like, no time to focus in you're overwhelmed. Let's really write out what we're looking at here. So that's one tool. The other thing I would say is that's when my strength of just jumping into something comes in like, cool, you're you're overwhelmed. You got a lot going on. Just do something right now. And then that usually is a snowball effect for me of like doing more things, crossing off things on my to-do list and feeling a little less overwhelmed because I have something to show that I did and prove to myself, like, see, everything on this overwhelming list is going to get done. You did three things today. Incredible. You deserve, uh, to stop for dinner on the way home. Not that you earn your food, but just like a nice. You did so much today. Someone else can cook for you tonight. Beautiful. Exactly. Yep. I get that. I get that. That is really similar to my process too. I'm the same way. I do a total written brain dump. I can't type it. It doesn't, it just doesn't feel right when I type it. I think probably because my brain moves like 
I get more overwhelmed if I'm typing it because my brain's able to match my like typing ability. And so if I handwrite it, I have to be more cognizant of what are the things that are actually important that I need to get done. Yes. Agree. Maybe that's it. That's what I'm going to tell myself because that's what feels good. Uh, But yeah, I will also just handwrite everything, do a total brain dump of anything that's on my brain, no matter how big or small the task is, just getting it out and then transferring those tasks into Asana and assigning them a a to-do. I also really resonate with the wanting to run. Like that's, that's the first thought is like, Ooh, I don't like this. I'm just going to escape and go for a walk and not think about it. And anytime that I have that thought, because it's usually like, Oh, Morgan, you're so overwhelmed. Like go do some version of self-care, which self-care is important. I'm not denying that. But whenever it's the overwhelm of organization and to-do list, I always have uh, my therapist on my shoulder saying, sometimes self-care looks like being the parent to yourself and having to just get shit done anyway. Uh, Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. And I know it'll make me feel better whenever I at least do a brain dump to get everything out of my brain because then I'm able to like get it all out there and then piece it together the way I need it to be organized. Exactly. Exactly. If you are someone who is not an Enneagram seven, tell us what you do when you're overwhelmed, because I really want to know if there's a discrepancy there of like, is this just because we're sevens or is this a universal feeling? Like what is your strategy? So messages on Instagram, weight inclusive innovators, or send us an email, weight inclusive innovators at gmail.com. We want to hear what you do. Yeah, absolutely. I know Hannah and I are so have had so many similar things in this episode that anything that you do differently, please share with us. We want to know what other weight inclusive entrepreneurs are doing. Absolutely. So to recap, when you're thinking about organization and getting shit done, you got to look at your schedule, have a good scheduling software, organizing your projects in your business and your different businesses is really helpful with a project management system. Time management is so key. And I didn't actually mention this earlier, so I'm just going to plug it in here, but I found that I cannot work over six hours a day of quality stuff. And I know Morgan agrees four to six hours if you really sit down and focus. And then accountability of you have your schedule, you're organized, you're allotting the time. Now what's stopping you and who do you need to tell what you're doing for accountability? What date do you need to assign to get it done? And how do you actually do that and not push it off? All great things. Well, thanks so much for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and add us to your queue every week. Please leave us a rating and review and share with a friend to help us reach more weight inclusive business owners who could use support and pep talks. We'll see you next week. Bye.